64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor S.F. Walker, and I'm here to remind people to slow down to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today, we look at DMT, the spirit molecule, a doctor's revolutionary research into the biology of near-death and mystical experiences by Rick Strassman. In this video, we ponder why nature, or God, made DMT. What is the biological or evolutionary advantage to having various plants and our bodies synthesize the spirit molecule? If DMT is indeed released at particularly stressful times in our lives, is that a coincidence? Or is it intended? And if it is intended, for what purpose? So stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I haven't used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management. It is so important for us to understand consciousness. It is just as important to place psychedelic drugs in general, and DMT in particular, into a personal and cultural matrix in which we do the most good and the least harm. In such a wide open area of inquiry, it is best that we reject no ideas until we actually disprove them. Acute organic brain syndrome or acute confusional state, delirium, derived from the Latin de, meaning from or out of, and lira, a furrow, literally going out of the furrow or out of it. Delirium can result from physical factors, such as fever, head injury, lack of oxygen, or low blood sugar. In addition, a profoundly traumatic psychological experience may produce a delirious state, such as what happens in survivors of severe trauma or distress. The history of human use of plants, mushrooms, and animals 
for their psychedelic effects is far older than written history. Probably predates the appearance of the modern human species. There is a growing physical evidence that many ancient cultures used psychedelics for their effects on consciousness. Archaeologists have uncovered ancient African images of mushrooms sprouting from a human body. And recent discoveries from prehistoric northern European rock art strongly suggest the influence of psychedelically altered consciousness. Hundreds of years of anthropological research have demonstrated that these societies used psychedelics to maintain social solidarity, aid the healing arts, and inspire artistic and spiritual creativity. New World Aboriginal people used and continue to use a wide range of mind-altering plants and mushrooms. Most of what we know about the psychedelics comes from the investigating chemicals first found in Western Hemisphere materials. DMT, psilocybin, mescaline, and several LSD-like compounds. Just as important was the association of the mind-altering substances with witchcraft. Church effectively suppressed information about the use of those materials in both the Old and the New World, and persecuted bearers and practitioners of that knowledge. It is only in the last 50 years that we have realized that Mexico Indian use of magic mushrooms did not entirely die out in the 16th century. The years after World War II were exciting ones for psychiatry. In addition to LSD, scientists also discovered the antipsychotic properties of chlorpromazine or thurazine. Thurazine made it possible for severely mentally ill patients to improve enough that they could leave asylums in unprecedented numbers. This and other antipsychotic medication finally allowed doctors to make progress in treating some of our most disabling illnesses. The contemporary field of biological psychiatry was born in those years. The most powerful members of their profession discovered that science, data, and reason were incapable of defending their research against the enactment of repressive laws fueled by opinion, emotion, and the media. Psychedelics exert their effects by a complex blending of three factors, set, setting, and drug. Some people don't even use the word drug, preferring instead molecule, compound, agent, substance, medicine, or sacrament, even if we agree to call it a drug. Look at how many different names it has hallucinogen, producing hallucinations, ethiogen, generating the divine, mystical mimetic, mimicking mystical states, onerogen, producing dreams, panerothyme, producing visible feelings, fantasticant, fantasticant, stimulating fantasy, psychodysleptic, mind-disturbing, psychotomimetic, and psychotogen, 
mimicking or producing psychosis respectively and psychotoxin and schizotoxin a poison causing a psychosis or schizophrenia respectively hallucinogen is the most common medical term for psychedelic drugs and it emphasizes the perceptual mostly visual effects of the drug however while perceptual effects of the drugs are usual they're not the only effects nor are they necessarily the most valued the visions actually may be distractions from the more sought-after properties of the experience such as intense euphoria profound intellectual or spiritual insight and the dissolving of the body's physical boundaries hence the term psychedelic or mind manifesting over hallucinogen psychedelics show you what's in and on your mind those subconscious thoughts and feelings that are hidden covered up forgotten out of sight maybe even completely unexpected but nevertheless imminently present depending on set and setting the same drug at the same dose can cause vastly different responses in the same person and dimethyltryptamine or DMT is the remarkable main character of this whole book while chemically simple this spirit molecule provides our consciousness access to the most amazing and unexpected visions thoughts and feelings it throws open the door to worlds beyond our imagination DMT exists in all of our bodies and occurs throughout the planet in animal kingdom it is part of the normal makeup of humans and other mammals marine animals grasses and peas toads and frogs mushrooms and molds and barks flowers and roots what is DMT doing in our bodies psychiatry's answer was perhaps it causes mental illness this reply was reasonable considering psychiatry's mandate to understand and treat serious psychopathology however it felt short of all other possible significantly meritorious answers by limiting themselves to investigating DMT role in psychosis only scientists lost a unique opportunity to probe deeper into the mysteries of consciousness DMT is closely related to serotonin the neurotransmitter that psychedelics affect so widely the pharmacology of DMT is similar to that of the well-known psychedelics it affects receptor sites for serotonin in much the same way that LSD psilocybin and mescaline do sites rich in this DMT sensitive serotonin receptors are involved in mood perception and thought although the brain denies access to most drugs and chemicals it takes a particular and remarkable fancy to DMT it is not stretching the truth to suggest that the brain hungers for it the brain is a highly sensitive organ especially susceptible to toxins and metabolic imbalances a nearly impenetrable shield 
the blood-brain barrier prevents unwelcomed agents from leaving the blood and crossing the capillary walls into the brain tissues. 25 years ago, Japanese scientists discovered that the brain actively transports DMT across the blood-brain barrier into its tissue. We know of no other psychedelic drug that the brain treats with such eagerness. A spirit molecule needs to elicit, with reasonable reliability, certain psychological states we consider spiritual. These are feelings of extraordinary joy, timelessness, and a certainty that what we are experiencing is more real than real. Such a substance may lead us to an acceptance of the coexistence of opposites, such as life and death, good and evil, a knowledge that consciousness continues after death, a deep understanding of the basic unity of all phenomena, and a sense of wisdom or love pervading all existence. A spirit molecule also leads us to spiritual realms. These worlds are usually invisible to us, and our instruments are not accessible using our normal state of consciousness. Keep in mind that a spirit molecule is not spiritual in and of itself. It is a tool or a vehicle. It is not an exaggeration to say that birth, near death, and death are extraordinarily stressful events. The life force is doing all it can to sustain its struggling residents. Tremendous outpouring of stress-related hormones occur at these times, including the pineal-stimulating catecholamines, adrenaline and noradrenaline. So let's start with the birth, birth process. The birth experience is highly psychedelic for the unanesthetized mother. How much more for the newborn? Normal vaginal delivery produces an enormous outpouring of catecholamine release. The massive flooding of these stress hormones over the mother's and fetus's pineal glands may be enough to override the pineal defense system and set in motion DMT release. Massive surges of stress hormones also mark the near-death experience, or NDE. Much of the literature on the NDE describes this as a mystical psychedelic, overwhelming, or psychological experience. It is also maybe a time when the protective mechanisms of the pineal are flooded, and otherwise inactive pathways to DMT production are turned on. We know very little about the psychology and physiology of death itself. What happens to our bodies, our brains, and our minds when we die? How long is the process? Does it end when we stop breathing? Or is there a reason many transitions cancel us when to move or bury the dead? Why are they concerned about not wanting to disturb residual consciousness? Thus, we also must consider decomposing pineal tissue's effect on upon our consciousness, both near and after death. Pineal tissue is in the dying or recently dead, may produce DMT for a few hours, and perhaps longer, and could affect our lingering consciousness. While our dead brain wave readings are flat, who knows about our inner mental state at this time?
Psychedelics could induce states similar to mystical experiences, but note they do not have the same impact. The three pillars of self, time and space, all undergo profound transfiguration in a mystical experience. There's no longer any separation between the self and what is not the self. Personal identity and all existence becomes one and the same. In fact, there's no personal identity because we understand at the most basic level the underlying unity and interdependence of all existence. Past, present and future merge together into a timeless moment, the now of eternity. Time stops and as much as it no longer passes. There is existence, but it is not dependent on time. Now and then, before and after, all combine into this exact point. On the relative level, short periods of time encompass so much large amounts of experience. As our sense of time lose their boundaries, space becomes vast. Like time, space is no longer here or there, but everywhere, limitless, without edges. Here and there are the same. It is all here. In this infinitely vast time and space, with no limited self, we hold up to examination all contradictions and paradoxes and see that they no longer conflict. We can all absorb and accept everything our mind conjures up, good and evil, suffering and happiness, small and large. We now are certain that consciousness continues after the body dies and that it existed long before this particular physical form. Extraordinarily powerful feelings surge through our consciousness. We are ecstatic, and the intensity of this joy is such that our body cannot contain it. It seems to need a temporary disembodied state. While the bliss is pervasive, it is also an underlying peace and equanimity that is not affected by even this incredibly profound happiness. We call it enlightenment because we encountered the white light of creation's majesty. We might meet guides, angels, or other disembodied spirits, but we pass them all as we merge with the light. Our eyes now, finally, are truly open, and we see things clearly in a new light. The important and momentous of the, the importance and the momentous of the experience stands alone in our history. It may serve to focus the rest of our life towards a completion, filling out and working through on the insights obtained. Psychedelics, if anything, provide a view, and a view to one so inclined can inspire the long, hard work required to make that view a living reality. It is almost inconceivable that a chemical as simple as DMT could provide access to such an amazingly varied array of experience, from the least dramatic to the most unimaginable earth-shattering from psychological insight to encounters with aliens, object terror or nearly unbearable bliss, near death or rebirth enlightenment, all of these from a naturally occurring chemical cousin of serotonin, a widespread and essential brain neurotransmitter. DMT and other psychedelics will never disappear, especially those we make in our own brain every minute of the day.
we must take into account all of their complex and mysterious power in any reckoning of human consciousness. And there you have it. DMT, the spirit molecule, a doctor's revolutionary research into the biology of near-death and mystical experiences. Please do help out, it is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it and read. Never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management even further, do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.